The Florida Panthers start the year 2024 with a win in Tempe, Arizona, and it is their second win in Mullet Arena in two tries. We're going to discuss that and the stretch that the Panthers have been on in the last five games. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Wednesday, January 3rd edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by... Game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. All on the Game Time app. So the Florida Panthers start off the year twenty twenty four just like how they ended the year twenty twenty three with a win and a game where once again the Florida Panthers did not trail in this one. Once again, we'll discuss more about the the Panthers not trailing and how. The trend has been like that for the Panthers uh, in segment number three. But it is a Wednesday, which means it is a Winans Wednesday edition of the show. Jacob Winans is back. And Jacob, happy new year and great to be staying up as this at this time of recording. It's 1239 a.m. On a, on, a, on a Wednesday morning past midnight. Happy new year, my friend, and great to see a win. Happy new year. It's always happy when we get a W and... Um... You know, these games are a lot more fun to stay up late for when we're winning. Uh, that wasn't a snooze fest like their last West Coast road trip. So uh, I'll take it. It's a good start to the new year. Uh, a lot of positive things in that game. So so I'm happy. Yeah, and, and you think about with this one for the Panthers, as far as as far as the pace of the game, what happened with, with this versus versus the final 40 minutes of this one. I mean, you, you I mean, it starts off with uh with the the Panthers winning a puck battle, Verhage drives to the net and it's spun around, uh, and it, it's it's not called. But you're seeing the Pan- Panthers on consistently on the forecheck and all, and and stopping the Arizona Coyotes as far as the neutral zone and then all like quick breakouts and all that. And I mean, really, the Arizona Coyotes, they're big rushes as far as that. They didn't really come until before the shorthanded goal. I mean, you saw one at four on four after after the Panthers were after, excuse me, the Arizona Coyotes were assessed the five minute major. Um, you, you really didn't see the rush chances going on for the Arizona Coyotes uh, really until before that as, as well. But I mean, when you think about the Panthers, as far as their as, as far as their rushing and gaining speed through the neutral zone as well. I mean, you see it in multiple goals. I mean, you see it on the on the on the Verhage goal where where Bennett gets a back check and then the Panthers go the uh, counterattack the other way. Uh, a, a centering feed that's blocked Verhage gets his own the the it get, gets back to Verhage, he scores and then I mean, you think about later in the game. I mean, yeah, the Panthers go go the whole second period without scoring, but you think about how they eliminated the Arizona Coyotes as far as scoring opportunities the final 40 minutes the Panthers don't allow any uh, they only allow seven shots on goal through the final 40 but also 
even when the Arizona Coyotes scored shorthanded, the, the, it still felt like the Florida Panthers were still well in control of this game. I I, I mean, you, you, you think about the second line. I mean, the first period, all their shot attempts, none of them were blocked. And even Randy Moeller pointed out on the broadcast that the Arizona Coyotes weren't adjusting to the Florida Panthers forecheck and they're pinching into the zone as well. And really, I mean, it was just a lot of offensive zone time for the Cats. Yeah, and it's pretty much a perfect road game. That That's the exact formula that you want on the road is, is timely goals and lockdown defense. And um, I think the Coyotes are the type of team that the Panthers should really take advantage of in a situation like that. And they did. Um, that's not to say the Coyotes are bad. They're they're not a pushover team anymore. They're not they're not an easy win. You just walk into their building and beat them like they have been in the past few years. That's a legit team that's that's on the rise. But uh, the one thing with that team is that they are very uh, undersized. It's a lot of smaller, faster, quicker skill guys. Um, they they haven't they haven't gotten to that stage in their rebuild where they've uh, supplemented that 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 speedy skill. Uh, group with with veteran grinders and 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 uh, the ba- that kind of balance of of heavy play as well, which uh, that that'll come for them. But where the Panthers are right now, that that was a big advantage. Uh, the Panthers had the size, the speed, the strength. Just kind of lean on those young guys uh, for Arizona. When they won almost all the puck battles on the boards, um, clogging the shooting lanes. That's why, and, and it's hard when you're a smaller team. It's hard to get to the dirty areas uh, and and get the rebounds and the the screens and make things tough for Bobrovsky. The, the Coyotes just weren't able to do it because uh, the Panthers are just a bigger, stronger team right now. Uh, and and what, that's really what you want to see. You don't want to see the Panthers playing down to their competition. Uh, again, Arizona is a, a pretty good team this year. It's just play style-wise. The Panthers had them outmatched size-wise, strength-wise, uh, experience-wise. Uh, and you, you could really see that show up. It was, it was defensive dominance. And then uh, on top of that, Arizona was just really undisciplined tonight. Uh, some stupid penalties, uh, so just a bunch of stuff that didn't make sense, kind of killed their own momentum when they had it. Um, and the Panthers didn't panic after a mistake on the power play. You give up a shorty. Uh, they come right back. They get two goals in, in 40, what was it, 47 seconds. It was two mm-hmm. goals in under a minute. Um, end up really taking control of the game, and they never never let their foot off the gas. Um Pretty much perfect uh, from a road game perspective. It, it was it was defensive dominance for two whole periods to end that game. Uh, it, it could have been more than four to one, uh, honestly, but but they stayed the course, uh, got the breaks that they deserved, and and uh, shut down defense against a team that has a lot of skill. You got to use your size advantage when you have it, and against a speedy, skilled team like that, keep everything to the outside. That's that's the formula, and they they executed perfectly tonight. Yeah, 42 seconds was exactly the the time apart those uh, goals were when when the Panthers cashed in on the power play, which is now Sam Reinhart's 11th power play goal of the season. And that goal, um, that goal, the with Barkoff with the assist on it on the sharp angle shot, that was uh, assist 416 for the franchise record as well. And now he's two games uh, played away from being play, playing his 700th game. With a, in a Florida Panthers sweater as well. So big congrats to the captain as well. And also the Panthers avoided possibly some injury disasters as well in this one. Uh, Etula Serenin, uh goes down early uh, as, as well um, on, on uh, as he was hit up high uh, pretty pretty early on uh, for by uh, Alex Kerfoot. And then Nick Cousins. I mean, we talk, let, let's just go right into it and talk about it. I mean, uh, he, 
um, Nick Cousins finishes a check uh, on um, Balamaki, collides to the, um, near the Panthers' blue line, and then Zucker takes multiple strides, comes charging at Nick Cousins. And like you said, the Arizona Coyotes really shot themselves in the foot as well. And credit to Gus Forsling for standing up for his teammate. Unfortunately, he was assessed to a minor. Uh, five for fighting and then a 10 minute misconduct as well. And then he gets an empty net goal on his first shift in like o- over uh, 17 minutes. Th- doesn't play 75% of the third period. So I thought that was kind of hilarious as well. And also, I got to point this out. Uh, right before the Panthers PK uh, towards the end, they play sweetness and then the Panthers don't give up a single shot on goal towards the end as well. So, Jacob, got to gotta give your, got to get, get your thoughts on the hit by, uh, by uh, Zucker on uh, Nick Cousins and how really that basically ended the game for the Coyotes, even though even though it was only one nothing at the time. Yeah, I mean that 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 really it seemed like it was just going to be a, a low event, uh, kind of a, a snooze fest of a game. The Panthers seemed to be coasting. Uh, Arizona got a few chances, but there wasn't really much going on. Uh, really low event, low energy game. Uh, which I, I think would have favored Arizona going into the third period, momentum-wise, because it, it can be tough. It can be tough to to get the legs going for a game that that you're really not that into mentally, a game that's that's not high energy. But as soon as that hit happens, the Panthers were engaged for the rest of the way, and and I, mm-hmm. that really turned the entire tide of the game. Uh, really ended the game for Arizona. And from from Zucker, it's stupid. Uh, it, it's stupid and dangerous. Uh, it's reckless and it's it's just dirty. There's no place in the game for it, and it, it's weird coming from him because he's a he's a veteran. Uh, he's been in the league forever. This is his first year in Arizona. Spent some time in Pittsburgh, uh, Minnesota before that. He's a guy who's who's been around. He knows better. He's dealt with some injury issues of his own, uh, and and you don't want to go out and try to hurt somebody. And Nick Cousins is a guy we know he gets under the opponent's skin. Uh, that's kind of his game. We, he already had an incident where he got attacked in Columbus. Uh, with Eric Branson, we, we, we discussed that. That was, mm-hmm. that happened uh, uh, before one of our recordings as well. So it's Nick cousins is a guy who irritates, uh, irritates other, other teams. And that's kind of his MO, but uh, I didn't see anything malicious from cousins on that, on that play. It, it the puck was right there. And, and Valimac, he's a guy, he's actually recovering from an injury, a really scary injury, actually. Um, if you, I don't know if you read the story about that, but uh, he took a puck to the mouth and was left in the hospital without treatment for hours. Uh, and had internal bleeding. So he's actually still wearing a, a face cage to protect himself. There was nothing malicious from Nick Cousins there. He he jumped and made contact with Valimaki on the boards, but it was, he was trying to hold the puck in the zone. Um, and he, he arrived a little bit late. But the mm. thing with that, everyone was uh, talking about Cousins, how that was a dirty hit from him. He didn't even, he didn't even hit him. He, he jumped and brushed him from the side. And then as he's, reaching out his hand to make sure Valimaki's okay and actually help him up off the ice is when he gets destroyed from behind, which makes no sense to me. Uh, and and I really hate the instigator rule. I don't know what you expect Forsling to do when he sees his teammate who look, um, looked almost unconscious uh, when he sees his teammate down after a hit like that. Yeah. Uh, the hockey gods justified it with the with the goal at the end. Um, yeah, it was, it was a weird one, but uh, I, I expect a lengthy suspension for Zucker, and there's no place in hockey for that. So, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate that that it went that way, but um, Cousins seems to be a marked man right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Palmer spoke after the game, asked about Forsling's empty net goal, and he said, quote, he was fresh. <laughs> yeah, I guess he was. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, credit to the referees, not only for that, uh, for the – 
putting the right call as far as Zucker, as far as the major, but uh, when O'Brien cross-checked Lundell yeah. as well, putting the 10-minute misconduct uh, there as well for uh, O'Brien, who also bumped into Bobrovsky very early into the game. That was an obvious yeah. goal interference as well. So They did, uh, they did a great job at the end. Definitely got did a great job there at the end, getting control before anything got out of hand. You, when, when you see something like that, you get them out of the game quickly, especially for a game you don't want it to devolve into chaos like the the Ottawa game. So yeah, no doubt. But we're gonna we're gonna transition over to segment number two. We're gonna discuss more about when we thought this game was won or lost, and our three stars of the game as well. We are gonna discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. And the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet on live, same game parlays, Find bets in the new Explore tab and make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. And with the race to the NFL postseason and both the Miami Dolphins and Jacob's Dallas Cowboys both are battling for the two seed, you might want to put your bets on FanDuel. So you can do that by visiting FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts on Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So, Jacob, uh... Three stars of the game, plus when we thought this game was won or lost. So, uh, I, I think you might be surprised of someone who who might be on this list, but I think this guy deserves. Uh, let me start actually with my third star. Um, third star is Sergey Bobrovsky. The only goal he gives up is unfortunately on a shorthanded uh, goal, um, a turnover by all of Ekman Larson, and then actually was going to be a delayed penalty had the Arizona uh, Coyotes uh, not scored there. And not the best uh, game by Oliver Ekman Larson as well. Had a hold on, uh, ha- had a hold towards the uh, end of the third period, and the Arizona Coyotes did have a lot of extended zone time after that before the whistle even blew. So I mean, you know, maybe a little nervous coming into uh, an old, uh, not necessarily an old building, but an old region for him I- I- as well. But uh, I, I got to put Sergey Bobrovsky as star number three as as far as that second star. Uh, for me is uh, Gustav Forsling, just because of the situation. I'm reading the room with standing up for his teammate and then getting the empty net goal. Yeah, his ice time was down today. Yeah, the the Panthers didn't have him on the PK and all that, and even on power play too as well. But just based on the situation, in that instance, I'm going to put uh, Gus Forsling as the second star. And number one is Carter Verhage, uh for, for me. Uh just uh, consistently driving play uh, and created a turnover that resulted in the Kachuk goal. Uh, but Kachuk deserved, I think, honestly, you could put so many honorable mentions uh, today 
Kachuk for breaking a nine-game goalless streak as well. The defense, the 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 blue line for the Panthers, consistently getting up in the play, jumping up uh, as well on uh, as far as the trailer. Uh, um, the the pinches were pretty crisp for the uh, for the blue line as well. Multiple guys with four shots on goal, like Aaron Ekblad is one of them as well. Brandon Montour, so many honorable mentions, but those are my three stars uh, for you. Three stars, uh, Jacob. Um, I, my third star is going to be Carter Verhage. He's on an absolute tear right now. Um, he's he's been fantastic. He can't seem to stop scoring goals. Um, my second star, um, I'm kind of torn between Bob and Sam Reinhart here. Uh, I I could give it to either of them. Uh, Sam Reinhart still on fire. Uh, I'm going to give it to Bob. And then my first star, it it, it has to be has to be Gus Forsling. Um, I, I I love that he stepped up for. Uh, I love that he stepped up for Cousins. Uh, it's crazy to see Gus Forsling in a fight. Uh, that was that was really mm-hmm. weird. I don't think any of us knew he had that in him. He uh, pretty much pretty handedly won that fight too. It wasn't exactly close. Um, I, I don't want to see him uh, dropping the gloves too often, but that was one uh, was was right in his weight class, and he handled business. So he's he's definitely my number one star. But like you said, uh, the defense was phenomenal. And Aaron Eckblad definitely is my top honorable mention. Uh, he, he played a fantastic shutdown defensive game tonight and, uh, it, it did a really good job. Um, after lo- he loses his, uh, his partner for uh, pretty much the entire third period. Uh, so he's playing, he was playing with Ekman Larson for the third period and he was really good defensively, uh, having to, to start that period with a brand new partner and play most of the rest of the game without, uh, without his his usual running mate and Forsling, so uh, those are my three stars. Ekblad really really flashed tonight as a as a really positive uh, positive player, and and those are my three stars. Same same three as you, but just different order. But uh, I don't know how you can go with anyone but Gus tonight. He was he was phenomenal. I I, I really enjoyed his performance. Yeah, I did. Oh. And it's not all because of what he did on the stat sheet as far as that. It's the emotion of the game as as well when it when it when it comes to that. And also gotta give credit to the Panthers as far as uh as far as just not going away from their game uh when they gave up the shorthand to go. I mean, you saw uh, the fir- the top line for the Panthers. I mean, Erod had a beautiful feed to Barkov, but just couldn't tee it up into an open net, and then Barkov had a beautiful feed to Brandon Montour shortly after the sh- uh, shorthanded goal uh, as well. And then, I mean, Carver Hagee almost scored uh, uh, shortly after his uh, first one mm-hmm. too. Uh, but Lawson Cross had a big block. I mean, that was on the first power play. Panthers had like over o- over a minute and 30 in, in, the, in the Arizona zone. I mean, let me see how many power play shots they had. I think they had nine, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they had a total of 10 shots on, on goal on, on the power play as well. So the, the it was moving. It was crisp as far as, uh, yeah. as far as, and I think I met, I did mention this earlier in the show. Uh, what, as far as when, it, when I thought this game was won or lost, I thought it was, again, I thought it was won before, before the third period even started because I thought the, and I, I have, I, I have, as far as like my way of thinking, as far as what you said earlier about size for the Panthers, this is what they, this is what the work in the off season was all about to get bigger and to, and to, and to suffocate the middle of the ice as well on defense, as far as when they do play against smaller teams like Arizona as well. So this is just the off season kind of manifested. And when you show it in, like, when you look at it in, 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 in the micro as well for this game specifically, 
you see that's the offseason work that Bill Zito put together. As far as when you thought this game was won uh, for, for the Panthers, when did what when did you think it was for them? Um, I agree. I, I, I think it was I, I think this game was won uh, before the third period even started. I think the game was won when when Zucker uh, threw that hit on Cousins. I think that immediately woke up the Panthers. They uh, it, it sometimes it takes something, uh, a hit, a fight, um, something uh, outside the outside of play, something post whistle. Sometimes it takes a little bit of extracurricular to, to jump you into the game. Uh, and I think that really got the Panthers engaged. So I, I think it was one there. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it was uh, in in past years, this might have been a track meet of a game, just skill on skill. But the Panthers are a, are a he- much heavier team now. Um, and and a team like Arizona, if they want to if they wanted to get to get physical and get nasty and and play that that chippy game, uh, they're not really constructed to do that with a team like the Panthers. And you really saw the result of that. The Panthers took that uh, almost as it felt like they took that a little bit personally and they were like, okay, this is the style we're going to play. This is the, this is the style we're going to play. And, and the Panthers are much better at it than, than Arizona is at this stage. So I think it was one in that second period. And, and uh, it's funny that you mentioned the power play. Um, the first power play of the game, that that was probably the best the Panthers power play has looked all season. And then they, they don't score a goal, but then the one power play goal they do get, is just off of a wild, uh, cross ice pass from Barkov that grazes Sam Reinhardt's stick and goes top shelf. It's for the record. It, yep, it's it's insane. It almost reminded me of of uh, Yager breaking the the or getting uh, the points record with an assist off his. It's just the hockey's a weird sport. And then later on in the game, we almost get a an own goal from Nick Bugstad on the empty net back the other way, which that would have been something. He would have gotten in my three stars if that would have gone in. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a weird game sometimes, but uh, but the the breaks tend to go your way when you play your style, and the Panthers definitely played that heavy style to a T. One thing I do want to reiterate, uh, as far as something that I said about big keys for the Panthers, as far as this one is, like I, uh, Arizona came into this game thirtieth in shots for per game, and one of the keys I said was the ability to win your defensive zone draws, even though the Panthers didn't really spend too much time in the defensive end. Uh, I, I thought that the, at the I thought that with the discrepancy being two thirds in favor of the Panthers, that was a big, that was a big, that was big for the Panthers as far as puck possession as well. That really helped them as far as just matching speed for speed as well and eliminating it for the opposition. But we're going to transition over to segment number three, where we are going to discuss more of the Panthers and how great this stretch really has been for them. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, and views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guests who are out of buying tickets. See the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the best place to find last minute tickets. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for big time savings. 
Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and, and redeem code L-O-C-K-L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Segment number three here on this Wednesday, January 3rd edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Winans Wednesday edition of the show. So, Jacob, the Panthers, their second five-game winning streak of the season. And the and it's crazy. If uh, this time... Last year, we were still waiting for that first three-game winning streak. Didn't happen until early February, just the turnaround. And the Panthers uh, broadcast brought up the stats of goals um, for for the Panthers, and through through a, a certain amount through, through thirty-six games, and their goals for it's about thirty less, but the goals against are her are lower as well. So continuing that style that made them successful as well. So great to see the Florida Panthers uh, continuing on. Unfortunately, in the Atlantic division, the Boston Bruins did win. So no, the Panthers did not gain ground tonight in the Atlantic division, but let's just talk about this stretch, man, for the Panthers and power play goals in four out of their last five games, 30% clip, six of 20, 10, 11 on the PK, which the Panthers they haven't given up more shorthanded goals during this stretch than power play goals. One to Zabanajad and then tonight uh, against the Arizona Coyotes. But uh, Jacob, just what, just incredible what the Panthers are doing. And then, of course, the leaders are doing most of the work. I mean, with um, Rhino, multiple power play goals, and even the one night that the that the Top Guns don't don't get it going. It's you have. You have Etulisterain and Oliver Ekman Larson against the Montreal Canadiens, uh, put it, putting in the, the the depth scoring as well for the Panthers. And then tonight, on a night like tonight, like I mentioned earlier, Kachuk breaks his nine game goalless streak as well. And I tweeted this, and I'm going to say it on the on the show, it's on the record. I said before the new year that Matthew Kachuk is going to match his goal total this month. Than he has the in have as many goals this month as he did in the first three, and even though the Coyotes did knock it into their own net on the second chance, hey, a goal is still a goal, and it's a confidence boost. And Kachuk did say, "I only like I only like when we win when I score." Oh, and my hate and my Google Nest just uh. <laughs> uh detected my voice but i wasn't talking to my google nest but jacob just let's talk about this stretch for the uh panthers these these last five games uh how 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 are you processing all this uh it was needed uh, after after the the western conference road trip that, that they just really looked flat uh and then they come back at home and uh really put up an, uh, a nothing game against st louis uh, i think they were reeling a little bit especially offensively um, and they, they finally broke out of that. Uh, it took a while through that Vegas game to, to really break the ice. But once they did, uh, you kind of felt like the floodgates would open uh, and getting the, the confidence of winning some games against some really, really good teams. Uh, we kind of looked at this stretch of 
uh, Vegas, uh, Tampa Bay, um, New York. We, we looked at those teams as, as really challenging teams. You're, you're hoping uh, after, after that, that really poor stretch of hockey that you're not just, you're not going to free fall on the standings against those teams. Uh, and the Panthers have just lined them up and knocked them down. Uh, offensively, they've, they've come alive. Um, and that's, and honestly, I, they've come alive without some of their guys really breaking out of slumps. I mean, you saw Etu score a couple goals, but that line hasn't produced a ton of offense. Anton Lundell is still struggling to score. Uh, Matthew Kachuk on the second line just now finally scores a goal, but he's, he's been struggling. Um, the, from the defense, you haven't had a lot of goals defensively. Aaron Ekblad finally got one on the board. Um, but, but he and Montour haven't really gotten going offensively yet. Uh, you expect that to happen at some point. Um, mm-hmm. the, these are guys that are not going to stay quiet. So uh, you expect that to happen. And the fact that they're winning some of these big games without that consistent production is definitely encouraging. Um, as long as that production shows up without sacrificing defense, uh, which the Panthers have shown and, and it's, they've looked very committed to their defensive game lately. Uh, Bob has hit his stride. Stolarz is pretty, is, is really solid as a, as a backup option right now. I, I, I think they're in a, a really good spot um, and health wise uh, knock on wood here, but they're healthy for the first time. Uh, you hope Nick cousins isn't out, but uh, they, they, they look healthy. Uh, we've got guys back in the lineup and it's been a kind of mix and match roster to start the year. They stayed afloat, but now that they're healthy, they seem to be finding their stride. So uh, we'll, we'll see how long this streak can continue. The next game uh, for me is undoubtedly the toughest one on the trip. Uh, mm-hmm. Colorado, yes, a better team than Vegas, uh, in my opinion. But uh, that that Vegas game, that's going to be uh, that game's going to be a little bit spicy. I, I think uh, after the way the last one ended, uh, it was that that game in general. Uh, Vegas's trip to South Florida was very heated, very hotly contested, super physical. Uh, some stuff that that went over the line um, near the end. But uh, that that one's going to be tough. The Panthers had never won in that building, so. Uh, that'll be the biggest test on the trip, but I, I think the Panthers are in no better position to break that streak than uh, than than right now because uh, you're coming in on a win streak. Vegas has been struggling mightily uh, for the last little bit after their super hot start. Uh, they just got shut out in the Winter Classic, so they're going to be they're going to be extra motivated. But um, that's that's going to be one that I'm looking to see what the Panthers can do uh, physically. We'll see how prepared they look, how how into the game they are. Uh, should take no motivation. That's the building that that uh, ended your season, where, where you had to watch them celebrate a Stanley Cup. Uh, if you're not if you're not charged up and ready to go for that one, uh, I don't know what will do it for you. So um, I'm I'm excited to see that game. But but right now, this is the best hockey they've played all year. Yeah, and uh, shout out by former Charlotte Checker Joey Decord uh, when they shared an affiliate with the Florida Panthers. Let's not forget uh, that as, as well as far as uh, Joey Decord, which by the way. He went to Arizona State, uh, as far as that. So crazy, a little. Uh, he shut us out too a couple of weeks ago. Yep. So, so that that's a that's another that's the first shutout in Winter Classic history. So, so that that's a pretty cool, uh, cr- pretty cool accomplishment by uh, Joey Decord as well. And exercising, hopefully, the Panthers are exercising, exercise some demons on the next one, especially because the fact that not only did they lose and not only did the Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup that night, but you think about the 
it, it felt it felt like an avalanche just waiting to happen when you know that Matthew Kachuk isn't playing game five and then Mark Stone gets a hat trick who I believe he broke his hand in game five too um as, as well mm-hmm. while scoring that hat trick uh so no reason for the Panthers to not be fired up when they go back to the fortress on Thursday night so it's gonna be an exciting one and I'm if the Panthers get two points out of that one Oh man, it's gonna be a fun Fairbanks Friday for sure. But uh, Jacob, yeah. I want to I want to thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers get a four to one road victory in Mullet Arena. One, their only their second visit there, and they get a win. And and also, by the way, Matthew Kachuk loves playing in the team in the state that he was born in. Twenty five percent shooting. Uh, coming into this one and, and, and scores. So that's another interest, awesome th- thing about Matthew Kachuk returning to the state that he was born in. Uh, so, uh, Jacob, thank you so much for joining me once again. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you online. Nope. Uh, you can find me on X at Jacob one into 8 and back here every Wednesday. Awesome, man. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next week, my friend. Looking forward to it. See ya. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Ron Velez with Jacob Winans, and you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.